This week, an ant has no quarrel with a boot, and we have no quarrel with Avengers. This is Body Counts and Beer. Hello and welcome to another edition of Body Counts and Beer. I'm Mark Rosendahl. I'm Patrick Bromley. I'm John Rooney about to eat some cheese. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Such good hand cheese. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this week, beyond eating a red velvet cheese ball, courtesy mm. of my wife and former guest, D. Amaral, Canadian expert. It's so good, you guys. It really is. I didn't even know you could. Uh, we are also uh, discussing the 2012 uh, end of phase one of Marvel's uh, MCU franchise cinematic thing. universe. God damn it! I'm just I should have eaten cheese first. Yeah, and then, you should have cheesed it. Yeah, it's given me bad. the power to podcast. <laughs> mm. uh, the Avengers. And, oh yeah, Joss Whedon's The Avengers. You know the Joss Whedon he noted philanderer. Yeah, yeah, noted philanderer, and also the writer of Gone Fishing. I think. Uh, no, that was J.J. Uh, Abrams. That's right. Man, they're the, they're yeah, all no. the same. Yeah. Uh, just white guys. Did a pass on Toy Story mm. uh, and Speed. Oh, that's right. Did he write Speed or just do a pass? He did a pass on uncredited rewrite of Speed, and he wrote the original first draft of Alien Four, like Alien Resurrection. Oh, yeah. oh god! Which is why there's the weird, creepy white alien with like the vagina sack and like the all sorts of weird things. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. He has a complicated relationship with the idea of women. Yeah, he does. So Avengers, you yeah, know. They Parts of Buffy are good. They yeah. revenge. The Avengers, uh, as I'm sure you're all aware because these movies have made literal billions of dollars, uh, is the culmination of the initial part of the MCU. Uh, so it's bringing uh, Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, the Incredible Hulk, Hawkeye, uh, Black Widow, Nick Fury, all together in one For the shiny. first time ever. That's right. Uh, in film. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so the Avengers... I'm sorry, are you saying these are not original characters? Oh. Oh, John. Oh, no. Buddy. What, is this some, like, Tolkien bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> yes. When when Luvatar <laughs> said the word... It's like you have a word of the day calendar that's trying to sabotage you. (laughs) Yeah. John, I learned it for you. (laughs) And you don't care. Here's the thing you gotta understand about Tom Bombadil, alright? In many ways, he is... I don't think there's anything you have to understand (laughs) about Tom Bombadil. Because here's the thing. If if whatever you say after, here's the thing you gotta understand about Tom Bombadil isn't he's the worst... You've already failed. Nah, dude. He's got yellow boots and a blue hat. Shut up. (laughs) Shut up. It's almost like there's a reason they cut him completely out of the movies. Yeah, because Goldberry would definitely have overshadowed uh, all of the other maiden elves in that film. Shut up. He is a monster. And I mean that in a very real and literal sense. I'm pretty sure he's committed some terrifying crimes. I mean, he seems to be okay with the uh, the like barrow down whites hanging out in his territory. He's okay if they hang out there, but the minute that Frodo begins whining, he shows up and just is like, 
Well, to be fair, by whining you mean chained to a sacrificial altar and almost decapitated. I couldn't tell. All of his lines begin and end with exclamation points in that book. <laughs> so, I don't know what you want me to say. Anyways, we're talking about the Avengers. Right, which is like the Silmarillion of... <laughs> MCU movies, right? That's right, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, all right, let's go with it. <laughs> uh, so the Avengers begins, like all movies do, with, ooh, spooky narration in a glowing blue cube. Uh, this is the Tesseract, which was originally introduced in Captain America, the first Avenger. Uh, it was sort of like the, the uh, treasure of Odin's throne room, they called it. It was taken by Hydra and the Red Skull to be made into weapons. I'm sorry, all I can think of now is uh, Captain America putting on an Indiana Jones hat and distributing a weighted bag of sand and a tesseract. Yeah, no, and then running away from a giant ball. You called it a treasure? It's a movie with Nazis? This is an Indiana Jones movie, dude. It is. I mean, it kind of is. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, so the tesseract uh, is being given to Loki, brother of Thor, the trickster god of Asgard, who is now going to use it and an army of aliens called the Chitari to wage all-out war on Earth. Uh, and then we cut to S.H.I.E.L.D. To, uh, a S.H.I.E.L.D. place. A S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, they got like a top-secret lab with lots yeah. of satellites and a bunker. Yeah, that's the dark energy lab is what the sign out front says. And, and You really shouldn't have a sign out front of your <laughs> very secret facility. <laughs> That's very true. Just in case some hot rotting teenagers come by. <laughs> right. Yeah, man, they spook a gopher and then suddenly there's an H bomb experiment. That's right, motherfuckers, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Please stop. Thanks, John. Go back to Bombadil. <laughs> it's less offensive to me. So if you actually listen to his speech where he describes where he came from, nameless and alone, it actually uh, strongly implies that he was the first living creature on the uh, breadth of Eowa. Sure. He Are also... we talking about Tom Bombadil again? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm always talking Tom Bombadil, buddy. <laughs> he's uh, got a twinkle in his eye because he's an elf friend. Yes, that's true, I guess. I don't know. And he married a water demon. Is she a demon? Sort of, kind of. It's pretty unclear. If you go, if you consider the poems that he wrote about Tom Bombadil as being canonical, which there is some contention over. Sure. uh, She was like a water maiden who tried to trick him into drowning himself, and then they fell in love like you do. Yeah, no. In there. It's the old uh, Honey, I Married Max murderer situation. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. That's good stuff. You know what? That just leads to eight heads in a duffel bag, though. Right. And you do not want that. <laughs> that is also true. So uh, we're at the S.H.I.E.L.D. facility. Uh, Dr. Eric Selvig uh, is uh, played by a Sarsgaard. Uh, uh, one of, sorry, one of the greater Sarsgaard. Yeah, Sarsgaard. Yeah, Stellan Skarsgård. Um, it's hard not to sound like a pirate. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. He's uh, doing some experiments uh, with the Tesseract. Uh, the experiments seem to be him just being generally baffled by it. Sure, it's just a big glowing cube, yeah. and they kind of just like poke at it. A yeah, little bit. They have interns poking it with sticks, and they got like got it locked they have into one a big guy circle. Who has like a stethoscope that he's poking it with, which doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, uh, he's taking the Tesseracts. Uh, vital signs to These make guys okay. are considerably less sophisticated than the people that find the Stargate is what we're trying to say. Sure, yeah. They're kind of like the, the FBI goons who find E.T. Yeah, right. Just, <laughs> like, they might as well just be punching him <laughs> for all they know. 
Uh, P.S. How great would E.T. have been? It had just been like FBI, like guys, like suits, just like brutally interrogating E.T. with like fists, <laughs> like doing a bad cop, good cop on E.T. <laughs> Uh, so, anyways, uh, the I think you just pitched a, a sequel to Bright. Get <laughs> uh, at me, Max Landis. Please don't. I want nothing to do with you, Max Landis. No, shh, don't ruin it. When it gets close, I'm gonna get a bunch of FBI guys and bubble him. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, uh, the the Tesseract begins misbehaving. Uh, it's being watched over by Hawkeye, played by Jeremy Renner. Nick Fury's there. Sam Jeremy Aaron Renner, the Mr. Pibb of action stars. Correct. Yeah. He definitely is the lesser born. Right? Yeah. <laughs> He's born light. Like, yeah, you never you never go to a restaurant to order uh, Jeremy. You just you settle for it when they don't have any, uh, yeah. like Matt Damon's yeah. or Bruce Willis. <laughs> right, right. All right, fine. I'll take a Renner. <laughs> Uh, let me ask you, all right, quick question. If Renner was a food, what would it be? John, go. Uh, uh, like a flavorless pie? <laughs> Patrick, go. That shitty knockoff Frisco burger that Burger King just released? Ooh, nice. Uh, I was actually going to say the Burger King sourdough breakfast sandwich that they have. <laughs> Can we say that everything at Burger King is kind of crappy now? Yeah, but I'm still now? a sucker for a croissant sandwich, man. Hey, man, when I was a kid, Burger King was number one. Eh. I had I had two sandwiches this morning. That's <laughs> that's how I know about the new sourdough sandwiches. I gotta say, when I back when I ate meat, uh, I will say that Burger King had a superior chicken sandwich to McDonald's. That is absolutely but true. But Wendy's, come oh, on, Wendy's is oh, yeah. Well, that's you got to get to college when you need that at like one o'clock in the morning. Yep. Where did you go that you had a Wendy's that was open at 1 o'clock in the morning? Uh, dude, they're open dude. late, so you can eat great even that, late. This guy knows. This guy knows. I just never lived that close to a Wendy's. I mean, I had to drive to it. It's all about late food. After midnight, it's Taco Bell or nothing. No, I, I remember no. we had uh, a pizzeria like a block away from our campus that was run by a guy who clearly had a Coke problem. But it stayed up until 4 in the morning and had a $10 college special, which was a large pie and a soda. Nice. That's a pretty good deal. Not that bad. was dinner and breakfast, my friends. Yeah, yeah it is. <sighs> Two meals, idiot. Uh, I have a problem that you may have noticed, which is if there is pizza, it goes in my tum-tum. Yeah, no kidding, but that's been one meal for me. Well, you know, in college, you got to make your dollar stretch. I showed a lot of self-restraint. Uh, I should also point out there was no refrigerator in our dorm room, so that just stayed on the windowsill until it got cold and gross. I mean, sure. Nice. My roommate in college and I used to make a big slow cooker of lentil soup and then just kept it on warm all week until it was gone. Yeah, that's way smarter than our idea. <laughs> uh, I'm going uh, to take, I'm gonna take John's windowsill pizza over yeah. your kept warm lentil soup. Hey, it was kept... We would always crank it up for like an hour before we were going to eat it. Right, to sterilize it, it again. Yeah, yeah, no. Now, see, I went, to, I went to college in Pittsburgh, so we would just prop the window open and the, uh, the freezing temperatures off of the three rivers that intersected in our city sure. would just preserve any food, be it Chinese leftovers, uh, leftover college special pizza pie... That was pretty much it. The only two kinds of food. In yeah, your, what kind of yeah. foods you got? Both kinds. <laughs> also, I'm pretty sure it wasn't the rivers that made Pittsburgh so cold as the absence of Terry Bradshaw. Aww. Yeah, we had a Raffles burger. He was great until he started doing inappropriate things to, to ladies. Yeah. And motorcycles. 
Alright, so anyways, the Avengers... <laughs> Sorry to get political. Uh, so, uh, the Tesseract begins going bleep, bloop, bloop, and then it shoots a big laser uh, into some places, and Loki, <laughs> Loki quantum I'm leaps sorry. onto Earth. Can you yeah. show on the dolly exactly where the lasers hit you? <laughs> uh, in the parts where they have the ref- weird reflector panels from Spider-Man 2, yeah. I guess. Those are the parts. Uh, so then Loki <laughs> Loki appears on Earth with his scepter. He promptly makes quick work of everybody and steals the Tesseract, but not before putting Hawkeye and Dr. Uh, Skarsgård under his weird mind control with his scepter. Uh, something that we've all come to find out now is the Mind Stone. Yeah, it makes sense now, but at the time, it was the dumbest. It was it was such a, like, uh, like you're playing a game on the playground, and it's like, now you're a bad guy. Nuh-uh, because I got a thing in my chest that makes me not be a bad guy. Well, I got a thing in a spear that makes you a bad guy. Oh, fun! <laughs> <laughs> you gotta win your roles, man. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, so they, uh, the, Sorry, did you guys not play uh, games in elementary school that consisted largely of arguing over the rules that you just made up? Yeah, but those games were like uh, flag football. Oh, football no. isn't this fucking jack. Yeah, I don't know about what he was doing. We were playing games like we, we played very cooperative games like Ghostbusters. Uh, or <laughs> where you would fight the ghosts. Yeah, right. But like that was the thing. The ghosts were made up. Everyone got to be a Ghostbuster. Sure, were there three or four Venkmans in the Ghostbusters? Yeah, of course. <laughs> and uh, there's always a Moranis. I mean, even even as like a like a nine year old, I knew like I none of us white suburban kids could be a Winston. Sure. <laughs> so that would have been culturally insensitive. Yeah, even then, I knew that was inappropriate. <laughs> uh... Boy, I kind of want to go, like, visit the Sliding Door universe where uh, Eddie Murphy plays that part. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, and where Belushi's still alive and plays Venkman. Yeah. Uh, Weird. Not that I would give up anything about the original Ghostbusters sure, movies, sure. but just, like, as a goof. Yeah. Just yeah. to see. I want to go back in time to see my all the dumb games my younger self played and the terrible things we probably said to each other. Sure, oh, sure. sure. Back was... when you knew that words were bad, but not necessarily what they meant. Oh, right. well, I'm talking about things like being a kid, like when the like, the Little Mermaid came out, and like playing Little Mermaid, and then being like, "I'm Sebastian," and then walking around like a playground, going like, "Oh yeah, this is just, <laughs> yeah. She's always green now." Oh boy, you were the original Jar Jar. Oh, I was. Yeah, that's bad news. Uh, uh, yeah, so there's that. Uh, so anyways, the Loki, there's a nice little chase scene where Maria Hill is chasing down Loki in her Jeep, and then Nick Fury and Coulson are escaping on a helicopter. Uh, and anyways, Loki escapes with the Tesseract. The he facility, like, gone. implodes upon itself. Yeah, the, yeah, there's like a portal that blows up, and it all just, like, drops on itself. But most of the most of the people that have names survive. Yeah, so, uh, I, I would say really, all of them. Anybody with a name survive, yeah. regardless sure. of how impossible. Yes, uh, and then we are uh, taken to uh, the beginning of the movie, Marvel's Avengers. Yeah, it only took us fourteen minutes to get there. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, uh, then we see Tony Stark, Iron Man. Um, Going down underwater. Working on some wires. Yeah, he's fixing some pipety pipes. 
Uh, and he flies up and he's setting up the new Stark Towers in New York. He's finally located from L.A. to New York. Uh, and he's setting up with a giant arc reactor to power the building for, for free for yeah, a year. The, the arc reactor is like a nuclear reactor, but with none of the waste. It just kind of perpetually creates energy. Right. Uh, it's what he's got up in his chest to make his Iron Man fly. Yeah. Yeah. So him and uh, his, his lady friend Pepper Potts are having a nice... Uh, romantic time when Coulson shows up and he's like, ooh, time to do some avenging. And yep. he's like, boo-hoo. Then we're in India and you see Bruce Banner, uh, now played by Mark Ruffalo. Uh, Indie darling Mark Ruffalo? That's the, the same. Mark Ruffalo. It's still insane that Mark Ruffalo is in these movies. Yeah, for a guy who has a lot of, who had at the time like a lot of like indie cred and like award nominations, yeah. for him to step into a billion dollar franchise. I mean, it's it's on par with John Turturro being in Transformers movies. Yes, it's just, really I is. just I never oh, would have man. bet money on either of those things happening. Oh, it's super unlikely, yeah. And John Turturro even gets peed on by a robot. Hey man, everybody needs a huge paycheck every once in a while. <laughs> that Where is... the fuck is John Goodman's giant paycheck role though? Come on. <laughs> John Goodman is a voice in one of the Transformers movies. All right, there John you go. John Goodman's also in the new hit show Rose <laughs> now, Roseanne went off the air in the 90s, buddy. Oh, You're bad confused. News. It's back and it has better ratings than before. Well, but but like Roseanne is like mellowed with age, right? No. I'm talking about like the person. Like she's no. become more well-adjusted and sane, no. right? Well, I'm sure she keeps whatever putrid political views to herself, right? Because she knows that not everyone in the audience wants to be aware of her like it crazy conspiracy theories. Well be that the answer is both no and your premise is wrong. People love that shit. No, oh, no. Why she didn't get elected president is still a mystery. <laughs> well, let's go rewrite history. Right? DuckTales. Woo! Hey, good work, everybody. Yeah. Uh, so we go over to Calcutta, India. Dr. Banner is being recruited by the the Black Widow, uh, uh, played by Scarlett Johansson. We get a little scene of her kind of like doing a little ass-kicking and interrogating of some Russian guys. Because the Russians are the bad guys again, you guys. I know. And not even in 2012 is the entertaining part. Like, why <laughs> is she still horsing around with the Russians? Because a guy named Lermontov was selling tanks. Oh, yeah, right, right. To Against, Sokolov. Uh, <laughs> Sokolov or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, Sokolov was the scientist from Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. Oh, good call. Sure. Sorry. Das Vidania, my friend. Sobolov? Uh, no, Das Boot was a miniseries. Uh-oh. Das Boot was a movie. That can't be right. No, by uh, the Wolfgang guy who makes all Wolfgang the Wolfgang Puck? Movies. He makes pizza. Nah. That's no. Spago. Also, let's never discuss Wolfgang Puck. <laughs> that guy has a restaurant at O'Hare. That means <laughs> you are not a legitimate chef, sir. Uh, friends, I've eaten at the Wolfgang Puck Express in O'Hare Airport, and it's fucking great. <laughs> the breakfast pizza is dope. How much of your plasma did you have to donate to buy that pizza? Uh, because it's an airport express restaurant, only a couple pints. Oh, nice. Not bad. Yeah, it wasn't bad. bad. All right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, they... Uh, Black Widow gets Bruce Banner, uh, the Hulk. Uh, he gets recruited. Captain America, Chris Evans, he gets recruited. And everyone's taken to this S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, aircraft carrier? Uh, it's a helicarrier, so it's like a basically like a giant aircraft carrier what got wings and flies. Sure, I was going to save that for the reveal of it, but never mind. Nah. I mean, here's the thing. 
you've seen the movie. We've Not, all seen the movie, I, I, right? I, listening right. audience, right. Avengers, you've you've seen it. Mathematically, you had to have seen it. That's true. We're the only reason we're doing this is because Infinity War comes out uh, very soon. I am yeah. so goddamn pumped. Yes, and, I am also I mean, very excited. Here's the thing: when this movie came out, it was still kind of like yeah, the Marvel MCU was certainly a, a very big franchise at this point. The movies were certainly doing very well critically and commercially, but the idea of like will the Avengers movie work was still a huge question mark. Sure. Well, and like the Avenger, the the MCU like took a lot of chances very early on. Like, picking some very, frankly, weird filmmakers to make their movies. Like, hey, how about Jon Favreau and a recently detoxed Robert Downey Jr. doing an Iron Man movie with no script? Sure, or how about, uh, let's get Louis Leterrier, the French guy who makes parkour movies, (laughs) to do a Hulk film. Or Kenneth Branagh to direct Thor. Yeah. Like, they made, like, such weird choices. And then Joss Whedon, who at that point was known pretty much only for TV. He had made Serenity the film, but for the most part was only known for like doing Buffy and Angel and Firefly. I mean, Joss Whedon at the time was a very shrewd move because he had yet to implode all of his goodwill. Uh, You know, like he was still like nerd icon Joss Whedon. Right, Right. but he had never done anything remotely close to this scale. So it's still a big gamble. And for the most part, I think they succeed. Uh, in crafting like a pretty fun movie. I mean, you'll notice that it's almost a full ten years later and they're still making these movies with no end in sight. Uh, And I am largely okay with that. I am 100% okay with it. (laughs) Like, I never thought I would cry at the ending of Guardians of the Galaxy 2, but goddamn. Yeah. (laughs) They do that fireworks display for Yondu and I am just a child. Yeah, well, not only that, because then you get to see all the other cool Ravagers, and you're just like, oh, it's Ving Rhames! (laughs) It's just alone. Yeah! The, the lady from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Michelle Yeoh. Yeah. And they're playing, like, actual named Marvel characters. Yeah. That's insane. The original Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So, anyways, Avengers. Uh, it's hard to kind of, like, go point by point through a movie everybody in the world has seen. And it's such a flashpoint of, like, it is... Because not only is the Avengers a movie unto itself, but it is also a direct sequel to Captain America, the first Avenger. Right. As well as a culmination of Thor and two Iron Man movies and a Hulk movie we all kind of forgot about. Tough break, Edward Norton. <laughs> no, that guy's kind of an ass. Yeah, it's true. Although, did you ever see that episode of Modern Family was on? Where he plays, like, the bass player from Spandau Ballet. I do like that. I, I still say his best performance is when he played himself in the pilot for Stella. Oh, Ooh. yeah. <laughs> it's so good. He's pretty fucking great in Birdman, too. True. Yeah, but he's playing an unlikable asshole. Yeah, that's fair. And he does yeah. get punched in the face by a uh, 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 an underwear, whitey-tighty-wearing uh, Michael, Michael Keaton. Yeah. Solid What flick. a privilege. Right? <laughs> My goodness. If Michael Keaton showed up in my house in his underwear and punched me in the face, I'd be fine with it. God, Michael right, Keaton has gone a, a really good upswing recently. Yeah, good uh, Birdman followed by playing uh, the bad guy and Spider-Man. Spider-Man uh, the and founder. Yeah. Like, you made, you made Guys, let me ask you this. If you could be punched by any celebrity on the upswing, <laughs> who would it be? Whoa. Patrick. Whoa, on the upswing? Yeah, yeah like Michael Keaton. <laughs> oh, I see what you mean. Like, yeah. coming back around? Ooh, that's a. I, I gotta think. John first. John, John first. John what do you first. Think? Um, boy, yeah, that is, that is a surprisingly tough question. Um, 
I, I was gonna say uh, Powers Booth, but he's dead. <laughs> he's dead. Oh, oh, poor, poor man, Stacy Keach. I'll take a rehabilitated modern Mel Gibson. Oh, okay. <laughs> you are assuming a lot. <laughs> hey, he's up swinging. He could. <laughs> he's not wrong. There's no promise that he doesn't go back down again later. That's true. Ooh, when can he I hits be... the end of that parabola? Yeah, right. I can I be punched by the Russell Crowe who was starred in uh, the Man with the Iron Fist? Yes. You can. <laughs> Boy, Absolutely. what a fucking insane movie that is. It directed really is. by the RZA. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, uh, I'm, real quick, uh, I would like to be punched by Dolph Lundgren, who will soon be back on the upswing because of his role in the com- coming Creed 2, uh, playing Ivan Drago once again. Uh, so I can't wait, and I want to get punched by Dolph Lundgren because he's, I guarantee you, the strongest PhD in the world. <laughs> easy, easy. Uh, no question. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, we all meet on the Shield helicarrier, and basically, it's a pretty, it's a pretty standard uh, superhero movie for me. It's right now. incredibly light on plot. It's very much like uh, what they've discovered with kind of all of the Avengers movies. Uh, all I say, there's two that are currently out. Uh, this one I think works a lot better than Age of Ultron because Age of Ultron tries to force too much plot on the I setup, think, and I think it works best when it's just. Seeing characters you like hanging out and bouncing off one right. another is the joy of these crossovers. I think the big issue with Age of Ultron is at that point they knew what they had. The you know the second phase of the Marvel Universe had become so gigantic yeah. that they used Avengers Age of Ultron to try to set up future things. Yeah, and I think that was the problem. Like there was so much forced on Joss Whedon, like from a like creative committee standpoint. Uh, so not to get too deep into it, uh, but yeah, like I think that's its big failing is that it's being relied upon to some, the new Thor movie, yeah. and, like the Futuro Captain, like Cap and Tony, and all this other stuff. Yeah. Whereas but, stuff like you know the the first Avengers movie and to a large extent uh, Civil War, which is basically Avengers two point five. Yes. Uh, <laughs> work really great because they are like culmination movies. Culminations and even almost standalone pictures. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they're basically tracking the uh, whereabouts of Loki and the Tesseract. Eventually, they find Loki. He's in Stuttgart, Germany, uh, dressed very dapperly and hammering dudes in the face with a stick. Dapperly for seemingly no reason, because he seems to be able to enter. He he like infiltrates this large like posh uh, charity ball or thing? something. Who knows? Sure. Uh, and he shows. He seems to be able to have sneaked in without anyone noticing him on the balcony of this you know uh, foyer and then he's an illusionist he immediately goes down to ground level flips a guy onto a a stone slab and then like sheds his guard to to put on his like normal horn costume so like Uh, what the fuck was the point of wearing that dapper suit yeah why not just drop in like the Joker does in Batman yeah their suave soiree because there was no subterfuge no No. see you're missing it it's not as cool if you show up in your full like war armor and then try to cut out somebody's eye with a laser gun (laughs) it's way better if you do it in a nice suit people think you're James Bond I mean they do I mean every time I see a guy in a suit cut out another guy's eye I'm like Fucking James Bond. I, I would right definitely watch Tom Hiddleston do a James Bond movie. I would, That yeah. sounds dope, especially if they like went back to the 60s style. Oh, that yeah. That would have been dope as fuck. Oh, man, mm-hmm. there's no way I'd watch that guy play James Bond. <laughs> there's no way in hell. I would, do you I, think he's not 
what's the problem, Patrick? Do you think he's not mean enough to women? <laughs> Is that the problem? I mean, hey, he's, he's no hey. fast bender. Uh, so, uh, Loki cuts out someone's eyes so that Hawkeye can break in. They need to steal this meteorite called Iridium to stabilize the Tesseract's effects. Uh, however, and then after making a congregant of people kneel before him and giving a nice little villain monologue, uh, he is uh, stood up against by Captain America himself in probably one of the worst superhero movie costumes Oof. since the Reb Brown Captain America <laughs> yeah. 1990. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it, it. I think it is too comic accurate. To uh, the Ultimates that had come out, right? A few, like that—that that was kind of very much the template for yeah. this. Also, movie. you can see the structure of the suit as if it were a corset. Is the problem? Like you can see all of the things under it that are propping up around. Look, yeah, you see the whalebone in there. Yeah, yeah you, he's, you may have noticed that Captain America is a 1940s man. His idea of a healthy dinner is a steak and a pint of milk. <laughs> <laughs> He needs some structure to his clothing to just kind of keep everything where it's supposed to go. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, So him and Loki get into it for a little bit uh, before the strains of shoot to thrill appear and Tony Stark enters uh, with a Quinjet escort uh, and they quickly subdue Loki and take him aboard to take him back to Avengers or HQ. Uh, Unfortunately... A lightning storm occurs. Oh, no. Not a lightning and storm. Who should appear but the mighty Thor? For reasons unexplained. Lightning? Well, it's just in Thor's movie, they make a big point about destroying the Bifrost, which is the connection that Asgard has to Earth. And, like, if you break it, you'll never be able to come back to Earth unless, I don't know, lightning, I guess. Wrong. After he steals Loki out of the Quinjet and throws him into a mountain... Loki's like, you must love this. How much dark energy did the Allfather have to conjure to send you here? Oh, sure. It's explained that explains a, it. It's explained in a piece of dialogue that is clearly ADR'd into the movie. <laughs> <laughs> After a test audience went, what? <laughs> I like to think that they were... All right, everybody, thank you so much for joining our, uh, you know, test screening of The Avengers. This is a rough cut, but we're all very excited. Uh, I'm sure you're very excited, too. Let's uh, watch the movie. It gets to that point, and literally every single human being, How come the Bifrost, though? (laughs) (laughs) Joss, I I know that you're on vacation right now because you submitted your final edit for Avengers, a movie that nearly killed you with the amount of stress and pressure, but uh, we have a problem Regarding the Bifrost, I told you, I told you fools that we would need to address the Bifrost. You didn't listen. You didn't listen. Now I got to get out of here and meet up with Quentin Tarantino at my foot fetish club. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Take my feet and show me feet. That's how the song goes, right? Yeah, that's how the fucking surf rock theme song for Pulp Fiction goes. Oh, I thought you were doing the, like, it sounded like you're doing the, like, country jingle jangle of the Firefly. I mean, <laughs> there's not much daylight between the two if we're being real honest. True. Uh, so, anyways, they uh, now there's like a like a weird like three way fight between Thor and Cap uh, and, and and Iron Man and, and Captain, Captain America. America. Yeah. Uh, Captain America and Iron Man want to obviously apprehend Loki so that he can tell them where he hid the Tesseract, whereas uh, Thor wants to capture him and just bring him back to Asgard to stand trial for his atrocities in. 
Thor, the first Thor. I spit a whole bunch of cheese on Mark, so I lost my train of thought. <laughs> yep, that's okay. <laughs> mm. Top quality I'm, hand cheese. I mean, I'm not. I'm not particularly sorry. <laughs> sorry. Does no one gonna take over while I eat this cheese? <laughs> oh well, yeah, and I guess they destroy like a half acre of forest. Yeah, they have sure. a, they have a little beat 'em up, uh, which is I think the the structure of this movie is incredibly satisfying because it kind of shows you all the things you would want to see in a team movie. Sure, and it also does the uh, perfect like action movie screenwriter thing of having an action beat every like 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah. And yeah, they don't let you hang around and think about stuff. That's not why. And it doesn't it doesn't really strain credulity that much because again, when you see the first time you see like Iron Man and Thor together, the fucking nerd in me is just like, who would win in a fight? And they just fucking show you immediately yeah. a fight between the two of them where they both use all their coolest moves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. And then Captain America kind of breaks it up. Thor throws his hammer down on the shield and it explodes everything. Makes Smokey the Bear very upset. Super upset. Um, These assholes aren't preventing forest fires. Yeah, and then Smokey the Bear is just like, all right, well, I'll see you guys later. I gotta go greet me McGruff the Crime Dog at my foot fresh <laughs> meeting. <laughs> we got some crimes to solve. Right. I just like the fact that everyone goes to a, the same foot fetish meeting. I really <laughs> wish that we would resurrect uh, McGruff the Crime Dog as like a pop-up ad on websites. <laughs> like I want, I want Cyber McGruff with like his cool hacking buddies. I want, I want a McGruff the Crime Dog like movie to come out, but all done with mocap by Andy Serkis. <laughs> <laughs> and I want him to, I want it to be like basically like a like a John Woo like. Like hard boiled or like a better tomorrow, and just like shooting the <laughs> shit out of like goons in the eighties. Will you help me? Take a bite out of crime. McGruff, a crime dog. I'm going to disagree with this entirely. This summer, the dog wags the tail. (laughs) I just want McGruff the crime dog to be Hooch in Turner and Hooch. (laughs) Like, I think they would just make the whole thing better. Like, uh, uh, Hooch and McGruff the crime dog are both peeing in the same magic fountain. They do a Freaky Friday body switch. Did you know that there's... Because, like, Turner and Hooch came out with its own, like, mirror image canine... Yeah, with uh, the Belouche. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know there's three canine movies? No. I did not. I knew that Chuck Norris had done a dog cop movie. Yes. No, no, there's K9. Uh-huh. Uh, and then I don't and know. Then K-10, no, uh, no. And then K10. And then K12. I wish. No. And I wish. I, <laughs> I don't know what the exact order is because there's K9. Then there's K911. Whoa. Oh, shit. And then K923, The Widowmaker. Uh, no, it's K9 Dog Detective or something like oh, that. They're not even fucking trying. Mm-hmm. The follow up is K311. Where he comes out to fix your water problems. And... <laughs> or do shitty reggae rap rock. Right. <laughs> 411 for when you need to report a crime that's not an emergency. Right, mm-hmm. right, yeah. yeah. Uh, so they, big fight, all back on the helicarrier. Yeah, they again. managed to subdue Loki. Yeah, so they put Loki in a cage that is meant to hold the Incredible Hulk should he Hulk out. Uh, but for the time being, everything seems to be okay. Uh, there's some goof em ups. Uh, Tony Stark, the minute he hits the bridge of the uh, helicarrier, immediately starts trying to hack into it with his Jarvis. 
Uh, he's t- he shoots a million tiny Paul Bettany's into the ship yeah. to yeah. Uh, to pickaxe their way through things. That's how hacking works, yeah, right? It yeah, Absolutely. it's a lot like Minecraft. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so you just got to get some fucking redstone so that your mine carts can go. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what that means, but okay. Uh, it helps you drill down to the Nether. Sure. What's that? Uh, it sounds a, gross. It's a portal. Yeah, you got to drill nether. down to get the obsidian stones to make the portal to go to the nether. But you got to watch out for the what is it? The the Frendermen? What is the Oh, Frendermen? when you get into the nether, the pigmen? Yeah, what are they they're called something? The though. Fremen? Isn't that the guy, the I people think, like isn't that the native population in Dune? Yeah, they need the spice. Yeah, okay. I, it s- turns out Minecraft is just a very elaborate Dune sequel. I mean, oh. he's not wrong. Uh when I was still playing, though, I think we just called them Pigmen. I don't know if they got a name later. There was like a weird... I don't know. There's a like, Oh, there's a bunch of weird shit in yeah. the nether. Uh, there's also exploding cactus people that are kind of zombies. Okay. Yeah. I don't know anything that happens, about this. But if you get a cat, they'll stay away from you. Well, that's true. And you gotta put, like, doors on your home, or they'll just come right or in. Or they'll just come explode. right in and blow up all your shit. Yeah. Sure. Well, I mean, that's just good advice in life. <laughs> Unless you have a cat. If you got a cat, that's true. If you got a cat, you're golden. They're staying away. But a cat will not repel the skeleton archers. No, but they're punk bitches though, so it's not a big deal. That's true. What you got to understand? Really, don't want to deal with is a zombie that's actually got iron armor, because that son of a bitch is going to take like 400 hits. I think I can clear this up for you, Mark. You have to try a lot harder in this world, because in this life, things are much harder than the afterlife. In this life. You're on your own. Thank yeah. you. That makes so much more sense. Unless you're playing on a private server and you have invited your friends. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's like slipping on a purple banana. Until they throw you in the truck. Got it. Right. Exactly. Right. Okay, right. let's go. No, in uh, any case, lava moat every time. <laughs> All right. Uh, so the... Uh, good stuff, guys. <laughs> so the Avengers... Hey, there's like a third grade class that loved every bit of that. <laughs> I think it's charming. You think that they play our podcast in their great <laughs> classes. Uh, yeah, they, if put, there's, it if there's they any... put it on for nap time. <laughs> right. I guess, yeah, if there's any teachers or, I don't know, third graders, you shouldn't listen to this fucking show. Uh, there's talking? lots of swears and sex talks in here. What are you talking about? I'm pretty sure in some places it's replaced the Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, so, anyways... I mean, I I would respect it if you decided to kneel in protest of this podcast. <laughs> that is incredibly reasonable. No one will fault you. Anyway, stop by and Papa John's. They're Nazi pizza. Oh, man, that guy was always an asshole. I worked there. He was a huge asshole. Oh, no. I, I do miss no. the peppers, though, that the pizzas Oh, yeah, the pepperoncinis. Those, those, those were good. Anyway, so we're in the fucking helicarrier. And, oh, yeah, um, that thing. Basically, the the seeds of mistrust are being sown because this wouldn't be a team-up movie if they all got along right away. True. Uh, So they're bouncing off each other. Yeah, uh, Tony Stark is hacking the mainframe because he's got to know all the secrets. Nick Fury's been lying to everybody because he's using the Tesseract to make weapons. Yeah, uh, Captain America kind of... uh, Captain America straight up breaks into an armory. His paranoia gets the better of him and he breaks into an armory and finds the weapons that they're making. And apparently in the most secure flying... Helicopter. There are no security cameras. No. No, they all got hacked. Oh, because mm-hmm. I mean, there is a there is a thing where like uh, his Tony Stark's hacking program like locks Shield out of their own computers. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the virus detection. You will find that the this movie is airtight. 
<laughs> oh, not a single flub or goof on them. Right down to the fact that they have like a living room sized big glass bowl that they're going to put the Hulk in in case he hulks out. But how do you get the hulking Hulk into that bowl? You salsa. Ask. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, you get Black Widow to salsa dance. I mean, I thought he was he's talking a about a big jar of paste picante. No, no, no. He's a slave to the rhythm. He can't help himself. <laughs> so, he wants you and nobody else. One of the things that uh, I do love about this part of the movie is we get uh, the introduction of the science bros, uh, Tony Stark and Bruce Banner. I mean, here's the thing. There is sexual tension amongst the entire group. Yes. (laughs) They immediately split off into the, like, fan fiction pairings right off the bat. The fact that this movie doesn't stop for, like, a 30-minute orgy is kind of (laughs) disappointing. Right? I think it's biggest demerit. I feel like it would have cleared up all of the disagreements right away. Because, you know, it's got to happen eventually. Sure, and once it does, like, all that tension just washes away and it's kind of like, okay, now that we got that out of our system... (laughs) Uh, but yeah, Tony Stark is trying to convince uh, Banner that he should harness the power of the Hulk so right. that he can control it and use it as a force of good. Uh, and Captain America's like, you dumb, dumb idiot boy. He's going to turn into a giant green rage monster and we're in the fucking sky. So, you know, they're both right. Yeah, sure. technically. Uh, Four, I think, is just spending most of his time wandering around. You don't see him for a while. I don't understand your giant flying horse machines. Is he unfrozen caveman lawyer? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, pretty much. Your Iron Man frightens and confuses me. (laughs) When I arrive here from Asgard with my magical hammer, I think... How do they make those <laughs> the tiny voices come out of my radio? Are there actors in there? I don't know. I'm just an unfrozen Thor. Here's the thing. The world got demonstrably poorer for the loss of Phil Hartman. Oh, 100% oh, agree. Ooh. Yeah. True words, man. Also, like, go look up some of the fucking album covers that he designed. Because yeah. he uh, started out as just a graphic designer who mm-hmm. started doing comedy as just like a goof. Yep, uh, he did, uh, he actually won a Grammy for designing the uh, the Poco. Oh no, the I think it's the Poco logo, uh, like the cool horse. Uh, he yeah. also designed the original Crosby, Stills and Nash like logo. Uh, he yeah, did, it's on uh, all their letter- letterheads. Yep, yeah. the Fire Sign Theater album cover for Fighting Clowns. It's pretty great. He <laughs> also, did some amazing artwork. His obviously fat suited Bill Clinton is one of the best SNL impersonations oh of the president. The Bill Clinton goes to McDonald's, McDonald's. Yes. intercepted by a war. Lord. The Warlord's catch, that shit is still hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, granted, like, our views on Bill Clinton specifically have dramatically evolved in the years since he's gone out of office. But <laughs> Lucky for him. Yeah, that, like, uh, that, yeah, that drunk hillbilly version of Bill yeah. Clinton yes. yeah. was just so funny. Uh, so... Now, uh, there's a little moment where they're trying to figure out exactly what Loki is getting at. Because they kind of get the idea that Loki's pulling a joker on him. Yeah, so they send in the Black Widow to do her Black Widow thing and interrogate him. Uh, she she basically says, you know, 
I want Barton back. I want Hawkeye back. You know, so whatever I got to do to make that right. And then he just starts laying into her. He says some very mean, dirty things to her. Oh, yeah. This movie is rated NC-17 in the UK for using some very vulgar British slurs. <laughs> sure, yeah. It's PG-13 here because nobody knows what a mewling quim is. Right. <laughs> Third graders like... who are listening to our podcast, go ask your teachers. They'll love yeah, it. Right? Well, that's the Joss Whedon style, though. Firefly, every time everybody curses, they do it in Chinese or something. Right, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but eventually she gets it out that Loki intends to unleash the Hulk in some fashion aboard the helicopter carrier. And this is where we have, like, the big confrontation between all the Avengers and Nick Fury. Uh, We find out that the Nick Fury is indeed making weapons using Hydra and the Tesseract materials. Specifically because... Uh, in Thor's movie, Thor comes down to Earth and fucking wrecks shop in a small New Mexican town. And they're like, oh, butts, there's aliens. We need big weapons now. Uh, and eventually there's like a big long fight. But look, Tony Stark and Cap, you see the beginning of them kind of button heads. It is such a genius, like, because they had laid the groundwork that, uh, you know, Tony Stark's dad was very much an absentee father for most of his life. And then you kind of see why when uh, Howard Stark is a big character in Captain America's first movie. Right. You see that, oh, Howard Stark devoted his entire adult life to trying to find and revive Captain America after the plane crash had taken him down. And, like, that's why he wasn't around Tony when he was growing up. So Tony Stark in this movie is like... Literally confronting the reason why he has abandonment issues. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, they really, like, they did such an, an incredible job building up these characters sure. for this movie. Because, you know, every dinner at the Stark household is like, Dad, Dad, I got an AMI test. Uh huh. Are you a super soldier? No, but... Well, then you can fuck right off, little Tony. <laughs> Dad, I scored a touchdown of Pee Wee football. Uh huh. Are you a super soldier? N- no. Go to your room! <laughs> Maybe, maybe, someday, you'll use your vast technology and genius to create a brand new element that's nowhere on the periodic table. But until you do that, you clean these dishes, young man! (laughs) Now I need quiet time while I watch Lawrence Welk and drink myself into oblivion until I forget the disappointment I see in your face every time I come home from work! Which I enjoy much more than spending time with you. John, you're making me miss the good old days. <laughs> uh, I haven't thought about raging out drunk at Lawrence Welk in ages. <sighs> I'm gonna need to take a minute, gentlemen. You guys, you guys go on. Uh, Should I talk about Lost? No, we're good. <laughs> no, no, damn it, no. Well, Patrick's back. Uh, uh, so at this well, point, I had a moment where I thought about Charlie Rose, and then I had to run. <laughs> Uh, so anyways, uh, they they send, they send realize what's going on. Uh, and at this point, they locate the Tesseract. It's right outside their ship. <laughs> because Hawkeye, the mind-controlled Hawkeye, is leading a team of other mind-controlled goons on a full assault of the helicarrier. They blow up one of its propellers. Uh, it's a regular assault on Precinct 13. Yeah. A regular taking a felon one, two, three. Yeah. A regular Robocop. Yeah. Okay, I'm on board with that one. Part two. Oh, never mind. The original Frank Miller script. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the one where the kid's the drug dealer. (laughs) I mean, to be fair, the kid's still a drug dealer (laughs) in the movie. (laughs) 
and is brutally massacred for it. Yeah. <laughs> but whatever, man. You get a big robot going, nuke, and clawing its hand in a tube of drugs. Uh, we're going to watch RoboCop 2 someday. I can't wait. Watch, do, oh, we already did the first RoboCop. We did RoboCop. RoboCop. Yeah, we yeah. did RoboCop. We all bought it for $1. That's uh, true. Yeah. So there's a big old fight here. Uh, Bruce Banner hulks out for the first time. We see the new and improved Hulk. No longer is he the like the, weird, like, rubbery, the emo haircut, yeah. uh, Ed Norton yeah. Hulk, or the w- weird dayglow green uh, Ang Lee Hulk. Hulk. <laughs> oh, uh, he's a perfectly good Hulk. He's got body hair, it, like it looks like a big giant green man should. Yeah, uh, and he chases Black Widow around and yells at her. It's great. Uh, until he gets into a fight with Thor. And it, Which is the fight we have been waiting to see the whole fucking time. And what I love about this fight is it begins with Thor knocking the Hulk over. Then the Hulk, like, punching the shit out of Thor across the helicarrier, like, yeah. through things. And Thor, even while all this is going on, gets, like, the barest hint of a smile on his face. Because he's like, oh, finally, someone worth fighting. <laughs> there was a really good uh, Superman comic where he's fighting, I think, Darkseid. And at one point, you know, he's fighting Darkseid and Darkseid's got him on the ropes and he starts to smile. And Darkseid's like, what do you have to smile about, puny mortal? And he's like, I don't have to hold back in this fight anymore. And that's kind of like what I think Thor is kind right. of experiencing of this, like... Shit, for the first time in my entire life, I can just fucking unleash. <laughs> and he does. The fight's pretty great. Yeah, all the fights are terrific. Yeah, all the action stuff is really well done. Um, but this fight I really love just because, like, it's got all these fun things. Like, the Hulk tries to catch Thor's hammer, but he can't lift it. It's funny. Because it's magic. Yeah. Uh, and then The uh, Hulk throws a plane wing at him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And rips the wing off a jet. Meanwhile, uh, Captain America and Tony Stark, uh, Tony, they they rush off to fix the propeller. Uh, Captain America is just, like, punching a goons and, like, shooting at them. Yeah. While Tony Stark is pushing a propeller around to try and get to jump start. Uh, yeah, it's some pretty pulse-pounding stuff. Yeah, it's just, just like, it moves a bunch of stuff. Basically, it all ends up with Thor ends up in the Hulk cage, and he's ejected out of the helicarrier, yeah, dropped by to Loki. the ground by After Loki. Loki kills Coulson. Uh, presumably kills Coulson, but then just, bef- and then Coulson shoots Loki, and then Coulson kind of dies. Yeah. And then... Well, I mean, Coulson full-on dies. He, he, the character comes back in the uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show, and it's revealed that basically he was, like, Frankensteined back from the dead. Right. Yes. With alien to, blood. He went back to, he went to Tahiti. It's a magical place. It is. <laughs> um... Ah, that's a good show. Sometimes. Large sections of it are. (laughs) Uh, Season three is pretty much a wash. Yeah, it's the Inhumans season for the most part. No, uh, season two is the Inhumans one with uh, Kyle MacLachlan. Well, no, no, but season three was the one where they, like, go out and they're, like, trying to find other Inhumans. Yeah, season three is the season that doesn't have a plot. Oh, sure, okay. And it's real boring and stupid. Gotcha. But then season four is Ghost Rider. Fuck yeah. And then current season five is pretty okay. I have not watched it, but I'll take your word for it. Awesome. Is there a Ghost Rider? Uh, On the storm, yes. Gotcha. Uh, So the Hulk, uh, after his fight with Thor, jumps onto a plane and punches it to death. Yeah, he does. Uh, And then is just shot off into somewhere. Yeah. 
uh, Captain America and Tony finally get the propeller going. They repel. Loki escapes, yeah. unfortunately. Basically, this is the, the low point of the movie where uh, Nick Fury has brought them into the boardroom to say how disappointed he is in each and every one of them because they did a bad. Uh, and then he throws. Uh, Coulson has been uh, built up to be a huge fan of Captain America. To the yeah. point where he has a, a collection of vintage Captain America trading cards that he wanted Cap to sign for him. As I like mean, the first time man. he sees Cap, he basically, like, nuts his pants. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's it's delightful and charming. Yeah, he fanboys all over him. However, uh, Fury steals his trading cards, dips them in ketchup or something, and then tries to tell everybody that it was his blood. Yeah. And then uh, the Avengers finally come together when they realize that. Yeah, there's kind yeah. of galvanized. They're all like, the man, that's a really good lie. <laughs> when they realize that Loki's plan wasn't necessarily to unleash the Hulk, but to divide the Avengers against each other because they knew they were the only threat in his way of global conquest. Mm-hmm. So the Avengers that are remaining, so Hawkeye, he gets punched real hard by uh, Black Widow. And that Fred Flintstones him out of his mm-hmm. like yeah. weird hypnosis. And that's, that's a really good like fight that. too, the Black Widow. Oh yeah, Hawkeye that's fight. a pretty good fight. Nice hand-to-hand, some good knife stuff in there. Um, she like smashes his face. She gives him the old NFL special and concusses him. Yeah. Um, Which in this universe cures people of things. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yikes. Um, and then they, uh, they all, yeah, they all take off for Stark Tower. They realize that they're going to use the arc reactor to power the Tesseract, to power the gate, to bring the invading Chitari army to Earth. Uh, Bruce Banner, meanwhile... Uh, Meets up with a good old Harry Dean Stanton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was nice to see Harry, good old Harry Dean Stanton in there. Yeah, uh, just the weird, the weird like handyman from the Nostromo. Yeah, uh, cool. the weird producer from Inland Empire. Yeah, yeah. you may he? recognize him as the guy who lives in that uh, retirement home in uh, Twin Peaks Fire Walk with me. Sure. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, so the Avengers all come together uh, with Thor and everything back in New York. At Stark Tower, they're going to now fight the repelling army. There's a cool little scene between uh, Iron Man, whose armor is real kind of janked up at this point. Yeah, well, he got scraped up pretty bad in the uh, propeller incident. And a lot of those scuffs will just buff right out, though. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. And so, (laughs) everyone else is taking a hand cheese break. Uh, At this point... At Stark... Did we go back to Stark Tower? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, well, that's good news. <laughs> we find uh, Skarsgård opening the portal on the roof, and Iron Man takes off all his clothes, and he offers uh, Loki a drink. True. And he just... You think you're about to hit the orgy section of the film. And you're not. And you're not. And no. You, and you know what's crazy? Well, mostly because Loki won't take the drink. True. And that's what... Uh, Tony Stark does one thing here that I love seeing in movies... And it's the international code that just tells you that somebody's a rich person. They have multiple unlabeled bottles of, of brown alcohol, liquor. Yeah. They're yeah. all decanted. <laughs> yeah, they're all decanted. They're just sitting there. And he, like like so many of them, one of them is a U-shaped. Yeah, yeah. No, he's got a reason. bunch of them. And who knows what they're full of. I Probably like Jim Beam. Right. Maybe some Southern Comfort. <laughs> you blew all the money on the on the crystal. It's yeah. all just Tito's. <laughs> yeah, it's it different could... kinds of Tito's yeah. in each box. It's all Swarovski and <laughs> right. shit. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he offers Loki a drink under the guise of threatening him and also stalling him as he puts on some cool new uh, wristbands. wristbands. 
Loki doesn't buy it, throws him out of a window. Yeah. But it's okay because just at the last minute, the new Mark Seven Iron Man armor appears and uh, follows him down in this harrowing uh, free fall through a construction site, bonding to his body at the last possible minute and turning him into the new Iron Man. Yeah, it's kind of an evolution of in Iron Man 2 when he had the suit in the briefcase. Right. Now it's even smaller. It's in the bracelets. Yes. Yeah. Well, it, ta- it magnetically attaches to the bracelets. Yeah, the yeah. bracelets are like the finder. Yeah. It won't be It won't be till the next couple movies that he'll be, they'll be that small. The it's armor. true. No, yeah. not his wrists. Yeah. His wrists are wrist. always too thick. Yeah, always. I'd say just thick enough. Whoa. All right. Fine. I mean, fine. Look, he's he's got very nice wrists. I, mean, I, I don't know what sure. you want from me. Sure, John. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Look, boy. I'm only human. I'm okay. Saying. All right, it's fine. All right, it's, it's a lot cool. of lube. Boy. Yikes. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, the army of Chitari, the which are giant nameless space whales. Yeah. No, the, I mean they have giant space whales. They yeah. have giant space yeah. whales. Yeah. They have an army of free willies. Who aren't free, obviously. They're slave willies. Yeah. But they're... You don't know. They could be totally up for destroying I mean, they've got huge battle armor, like, bolted onto their flesh. Yeah. I feel like a lot of these guys are in it to win it. They're not just conscripted. (laughs) Right. Uh, Well, it is a... It is a army of identical alien purple people. Mooks. They're mooks. They're mooks. They're goons. They're mooks. Which I think is is a really... It's, uh, you know, in a movie like this, you need a threat large enough to match each of the Avengers working together. So this is a good way of having that, like, huge, world-threatening fight. Um, But the bad guys are just the bad guys. They don't require a lot of setup or explanation. They're just... They literally pour out of a spawn point in the sky. They really do. Uh, Uh, The space whales, whales, which are like their big destroyer ships, kind of come out and start razzing up the city. And they're like, oh no, if only we had a Hulk. Then Bruce Banner comes on his shitty little moped motorcycle. Which I assume he killed Harry Dean Stanton for and stole. I assume (laughs) that Harry Dean Stanton was just, go son, you need it more than I do. Uh, it takes that long for the movie oh, to reach. Oh, I shouldn't have given them that. Uh, that was my only way of getting home. <laughs> <sighs> my granddaughter's going to wonder where I am. I don't know where I am. I guess he wasn't so lucky to begin with. Because that was the last movie Harry Dean yeah, Stanton made before lucky. he passed away. It was called oh, yeah. Lucky. No, uh, he wasn't. It was supposed to be very good. And it wasn't? He got a very good reviews. Right. Uh, so. I don't know why I decided to be disappointed about that. <laughs> <laughs> Having seen or read nothing about it, I guess I just wanted uh, season three of Twin Peaks to be his last thing. Sure. Because it's so good. All right. I mean, that's like I guess that's okay. I don't know what the deal is. Uh, well, the deal is that the Nine Inch Nails play a funeral dirge for Kyle MacLachlan's weird doppelganger, who turns out not to be dead. The atomic bomb plays a much bigger role in the murder of Laura Palmer than I originally had anticipated. Sure. There's like maybe a space satellite that's uh, Art Deco and made to look like a movie theater that like a giant has to go through. It's a real good show, you guys. Is it? It sounds like it sounds like somebody made a really terrible sequel to Maximum Overdrive. Are we still talking about Twin Peaks, though? No, now we're talking about Maximum Overdrive. No, that was the movie a great that's going to scare yeah. the hell out of you. Yeah, it did. It did. <laughs> but what we should all really be talking about as a nation 
is universal health care. Let me give you a pitch here. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Calm it down, Karl Marx. That is not what Cap would have wanted. <laughs> also, I think you meant to say universal soldier. Yeah. Uh, care. No, nobody. Universal soldier care. No, nobody. universal soldier as in Jean-Claude Van Damme as a Vietnam soldier murdered and brought back to life with one weakness, being warm. Yeah, yeah no, nobody like cares it. about Universal Soldier. Shut Ooh. up. You shut up. I'll kill you. I'll kill you too, Patrick. <laughs> and I'll kill you too. <laughs> Uh, so basically, we're in the fireworks display yeah. of the Avengers movie. Uh, Hulk has his cool line, which is, that's my secret cap. I'm, I'm always, always angry. angry. And then he hulks out as he's punching a space whale. And yeah. it just destroys that space whale, too, with a yeah, Hulk punch. Yeah, he punches it with enough force that its armor continues moving forward, can't, breaks, cracks, and the space whale flips up into yeah, the like air. The giant, yeah, like the truck from Dark Knight when yeah. the Joker like, yeah. trips it, I guess. That movie didn't make a lot of sense. Yes, Do they did. ever? <laughs> it made perfect sense. They put a bunch of things on the truck and it made go boom. <laughs> what more do you want, John? John yeah, I'm nice. sorry, Iluvatar didn't wasn't involved. I am too. <laughs> Aren't we all? Uh, although technically, Iluvatar is simply a sub creation because, as we all know, only God can truly create. We can merely use our tools to sub create from His already perfect world. It's like Cap says, "There's only one God, and He doesn't dress like that." Yeah, that was a line we skipped. But that anyway, was weird. No, I mean it makes sense. I guess. He's a man out of time. He would be very Catholic. Ah, that's true. You know, yeah. growing up in the Bronx in New York in the 40s, oh boy. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, you might as well point. be. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, so basically, the rest of the movie uh, consists entirely of glory shots of the Avengers doing fucking rad shit. Yeah, punches, shooting, jumping, kicking, explosions. Yeah. Like Hulk jumps onto a building, smashes a couple Chitari, and then jumps onto a space whale that, like, Thor is already hammering with his lightning. Yeah. Haw Hawkeye shoots a bunch of guys without even looking at them. Yeah. There's a great shot of one of the space whales like coming at a business building and people going, oh no, space whale. And then they hear a sound behind them. And they turn around and they go, oh no, Hulk. Yeah. And there's just like cubicles and shit flying out of the way as if Hulk was just like, it's casual Friday. <laughs> I think we've all done that in an office at one yeah. point or another. Who microwaved seafood in the employee lounge? <laughs> Jumps out and just starts like punching the shit out of a space whale. Yeah, right. I'm a sucker for anything punching the shit out of a space whale. Right? Uh, yeah. Tony, no, actually, all of the Hulk bits... In this film are fan fucking fantastic. Yeah. yeah, like anything with Mark Ruffalo or Hulk is just great. Yeah, uh, Iron Man uh, Jonas himself and flies into Space Whale yeah, and, and then blows, just blows it up from it the up inside. And flies there out is back. an insane shot that starts with Captain America fighting some Chitari and then Iron Man lands and shoots a beam off of Captain's shield to make like a giant beam and the camera like literally just pans. Up. It's one continuous shot. It's of, like one long shot yeah. that. Eventually features all the Avengers yeah. doing something, and it is just incredible. Like, I, if you had gone back in time and told me that there was going to be an Avengers movie, I would have said, "Comic books are for nerds. Get away from me, you time traveling weirdo." True. Uh, then in high school, I would have read Fantastic Four, the issue up to five hundred. The big five hundred arc was just coming out, and I'd be like, "Oh, comic books are rad." Doctor Doom made a fucking. 
armor out of the flesh of his dead mother that he uses to make a deal with the devil so that he can use magic to beguile Mr. Fantastic. I'm go ahead and point out that I'm not sure that comic books are rad, but I am sure you're a nerd. And maybe that was the epiphany that well, happened pa- there. Patrick, I, I will I will clarify this for you. Yeah, please do. Comic books are indeed rad. All right. <laughs> Take that, dick. Yeah. Okay. John, indeed a nerd. Ooh, <laughs> all right. you. Oh. Huh. So, yeah. We kind of all went on this okay. one. Okay. Uh, guys, would a nerd know so much about Dungeons and Dragons, though? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, only a nerd would know that much about Dungeons and Dragons. And also, only a nerd could speak somewhat positively about Tom Bombadil. Uh, let me just roll for charisma, and somehow I rolled a zero. Ooh, <laughs> I don't think that's right. a somehow. No. I think the yeah, gods well, have spoken. <laughs> unfortunately, yeah, as as when you, when you chose the nerd class, you did get a negative one to charisma. So, but I have such right. good thacko. <laughs> oh, no. That's the one. Look, as an active Dungeons & Dragons player, Ooh, I will wow, say this. that took a lot. That, it does not. I proudly say it. Uh, I am a ninth-level mountain dwarf barbarian named Thord and Hammerfist. <laughs> Drow murdered my entire clan and now I'm on a one-man mission to kill them all. Also, I got into a fight with the literal personification of death and when I die, I get to take his job. Ooh, thrilling. Can I, can I just uh, drop this in for a moment? Being alive is just fucking rad. <laughs> yeah. Right? Just like comic books, right? Like, holy shit, you guys. <laughs> guys, we live in a world like when this is released when this is released it will come out the day that Infinity War is released so as you're listening to this right now we're finally on time with our marketing episodes you're goddamn right so all of the people bring your little iPods and Android phones into the theater so you can listen to this while you're watching your Infinite Wars that's right yeah and just think Right now we're about to go, we're about to have a movie featuring like forty superheroes. Yeah. Fighting Titan. Thanos the Mad Titan. It's so people cool. know the name Thanos. Yeah. <laughs> That's absurd to me. It's so cool though. Like the fact that there's a character called Ebony Maw. Yeah. And people are excited about it. Right? <laughs> the fucking talking space raccoon is yeah. like merchandisable. Yeah. yeah, also the the tree man. Yeah. People love the tree man, man made out of tree. <laughs> uh, who still, in my opinion, has one of the most expensive voiceovers in the world. How do you pay Vin Diesel to say that clearly auto-tuned one line? Oh, no, 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 no. You go back, go to YouTube, and just type in Vin Diesel does the Groot voice. He fucking threw himself into (laughs) doing this voiceover. No shit. It is insane. No shit. He got on stilts. (laughs) <laughs> to record them <laughs> and recorded he had a, his very own Groot script where all of the lines in the script are I am Groot but it shows like what they're supposed to like mean so he had like a no fear Shakespeare I yeah. am Groot script yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. and he did the foreign language dubs himself yeah so when you see soy on Groot yeah je suis Groot <laughs> It is absurd. Ich bin ein Groot. Like, he could not have been more down to play the tree man. 
And all of it is because eventually he thought he was gonna get to play Black Bolt in an Inhumans movie. A character who never speaks. Right. And then instead they were like, eh, what if it, what if Inhumans was just a dumb, terrible TV show no one cared yeah, about? what if we made it real shitty just to fulfill some contract obligations? <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. And they but did. like, what if though, right? <laughs> so uh, it's at this point during the battle that the World Security Council, led by Powers Booth, the poor man Stacy Keach, who is the poor man's Brian Dennehy, uh, is uh, turns out he's a Hydra agent. Yes, and he orders a, a nuclear strike on a New York. I'm sorry, nuclear. Yeah. It's pre- the canonical pronunciation is nuclear. Is nuclear. nuclear. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, no, there was an act. I feel like it was passed in like 2004. Gotcha. Okay, so that mm-hmm. sounds about right. Yeah. Um, does that mean I have to change all of my essays about the nuclear man in Spider- Superman Four? Yeah, Space they're all the nuclear, nuclear man. Nuclear man. The yeah. Nuclear okay. man. Yeah, yeah. You'll okay. notice nuclear. any any like 2017 remaster. Okay. They all have nuclear, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, that no, makes sense. Wanted... Like the way they scrubbed out the Twin Towers in the opening uh, credits for Sopranos. Oh, yeah, Did yeah, they yeah. really? They yeah. did. But why? Well, the, the thing Doesn't is... the Sopranos take place at a time where it's there? No, it takes place, like, in real time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So when it started, yes. Yes. Oh, so they scrubbed it out later. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. So, like, if you go back to, like, seasons, like, one and two, it's, it's there. It's still there. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. They didn't, okay. Like, I misunderstood rush. what you said. There. But they never reshot the opening because right. it was so rad. Right. <laughs> right. It's like, how do you beat fat guy driving around? <laughs> Smoking a cigar. Yeah. yeah. Listening, Listening to the most inappropriate song for yeah. a mobster to ever listen oh. to. You know, I knew somebody who bought that album. Why? That, that song. No, and not even like a Sopranos like soundtrack album. They tracked down like whatever weird German band released the. Weird no, it was like a it was like a reggae artist that yeah. did that song. Whoever did it, they bought their whole album and then got upset when all the songs didn't sound like the Sopranos thing. Yeah, because <laughs> even that was shitty. Yeah. Ugh. So anyways, there's a nuke on the way to New York. Uh, Tony Stark uh, now finally becomes uh, the man who will make the sacrifice He play. learns the same lesson he learns in every fucking movie he's in where he's like, hey, other people are real too and I should maybe do nice to them. Yes. Yeah. So he can I will and immediately so forget this lesson He at takes the that lesson and throws a nuclear weapon at a spaceship full of people. <laughs> sure. I mean, technically they're Shatari. Yes, but, but I he, heard they count in the body count, so they yeah, which means they are people. <laughs> yeah, he definitely takes the nuke into space, into the hole, and throws it into the thing. Now, yeah. the reason why they're gives doing it the this, old Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, because right now at this point, the Black Widow has Loki's scepter. Why does she have Loki's scepter and is ready to turn off the device? Because the Hulk showed up to smash uh, the shit. Yeah, out he of does. Loki. Yeah, he, he does, does a bam 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 bam. Yeah, no, oh this movie is full of Flintstones references. Uh, but that, uh, and then the Hulk says his only line of the movie, uh, puny god, after he smashes Loki. It's pretty great. Yep. Uh, it's, I love, I can watch just like hours upon hours of him just smashing Loki yeah. around. It's so great. That's uh, a great gif. And it, and it, it totally pays off in Thor Ragnarok when the Hulk shows up and Loki legitimately is about He's to cry. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they they throw the nuke at the spaceship that it like kills the hive mind of all the Shatari. They all fall down, tuckered out presumably from a good hard day of, of conquering. Yeah, of Shatarian. Yep. 
uh, Iron Man falls back down to Earth. You think he's dead, but then he's not dead, and then he wants shawarma, but first they have to arrest Loki. Sure, well, you think he's dead, but then the Hulk screams him back to life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know how they do that. I think that's the new that's the new CPR training they give people right, now. Because sure. you're not supposed to do compressions anymore yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And you haven't been able to just smack the shit out of people who are cold cocked for, I don't know, 30 years or so. Yeah, well, yeah. They they save that just for hysteria now. Yeah, like, You're no. only allowed to do that for people who are hysteria. Only hysteria. Yeah, you're right. Just uh, ask Sean Connery. Right. <laughs> Smacking the shit You give up. them ample warning and you hit with an open hand. Right. Like, that's the yeah. Connery I'm way. I'm pretty sure that's in the Geneva Convention. That's like a, a sanctioned way of dealing with these problems. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, uh, so they arrest Loki. They put him in a weird Hannibal Lecter face mask. Well, that's, that's Asgardian justice. Sure. Asgardian justice. Uh, so Which, by the way, is going to be my new 3 p.m. on the... WB Judge TV show. Ba-bum, ba-bum, oh shit! Asgardian oh. Justice. I like it. Uh, yeah, that wolf over there. That wolf over there. He ate my whole family. All right, all right. Wolf, wolf, wolf. Let me let me ask you this. Did you eat his whole family? Oh. I think you're lying, Wolf. I voted for for the plaintiff. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to injustice. Uh, yeah, that uh, that snake over there is wrapping itself what around the world where I live, and I think he's about to eat it. All right, snake. Uh, I gotta ask you: Are you planning to eat the world? Yes. I believe you. I'm rolling for the defendant. <laughs> Let's go to injustice. Uh, so you don't need to lose an eye to see this wisdom. Just tune in to the WB. <laughs> As Guardian Justice at 1 o'clock and 4 o'clock at 2 and 3 o'clock, Judge Mathis. Fucking hell yes. Way to go, Judge Mathis. Right now. Chicago's own. So right now, on like The U, which is like one of yeah. our local stations, they have the People's Court at 1 and 4 yeah. and Judge Mathis at 2 and 3. Fuck yeah. Which I feel is just a way to make people watch Judge Mathis. <laughs> you split up the People's Court and then you're like, what? Stick a bunch of Judge Mathis yeah, in you just make a Judge Mathis. The sandwich. I don't there. know if you've seen, but the People's Court has a spinoff called Hot Seat with three judges. Yeah, there's three, <laughs> dude. Oh my god! If there was ever a time where I needed to sue my neighbor about some shit in our common areas, that time is now. <laughs> Guys, let me ask you this: What happens if we did a Avengers Judge movie of TV judges? <laughs> what TV judges would be on your Avengers Judges squad? Patrick, go. Uh, definitely Judge Mathis. Yeah, okay. Uh, gotta go Judge Judy. Okay. And then I always loved Judge Hatchet from Divorce Court. Ooh, that's a good one, John. Mm. Uh, does Ruth Bader Ginsburg count? No. Nope. TV. Then I got nothing. You oh, gotta okay. go TV judges. What was the old guy who was the original? Judge Wapner. Judge Wapner. Yeah, Judge Wapner is like the Nick Fury, I feel. Yeah. Oh, no. shit. Judge Mills Lane, motherfucker. Oh, yeah. Ooh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. That dude's cranky. Oh, sure. Also, they, all the TV judges should be cranky. I love that Judge Mills Lane is also boxing referee Mills Lane. Yeah. Yeah. And also official referee of Celebrity Deathmatch. Yeah, that's true. Let's <laughs> also not forget good about Judge Joe Brown. That's true. Or, you know what? I I actually like the Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian. Oh, yeah. No, she's great. I do dislike, though, that the People's Court refers to her as the hottest judge. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> creepy and weird. Yeah, no, definitely. Especially since she's got nothing on Judge Hatchet. <laughs> 
Let's face facts here, people. So the bench would like to request again from the gallery to stop ogling the judge. <laughs> hey, lady. Yo. Lady, nice haircut. <laughs> I'm going to hold you in contempt oh, all yeah. night. Uh. <laughs> That's all uh, I'm going to say about that. Sure. Also, I should say this. Uh, judge Harry Stone would be oh. on my team. Uh, in heaven, you mean? Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Just as I oh, just, that's yeah. heartbreaking. It's so sad that yeah, Harry the Hat himself. That was a real bummer when that Passed happened. Away. I tried. I tried looking for Night Court episodes to watch. Oh, they have been scrubbed from. And the it's airways. very hard to yeah. find Night Court. I wonder why. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's like they use a lot of like music rights, like a lot of shows when you can't oh, find them. There's yeah. like they use a lot of, of music, music stuff. Yeah. Um, it also just could be that like like Home Improvement, nobody gave a shit about it when it stopped being yeah. on the air. That's also like, possible. Like Home Improvement only just recently was available for streaming. Yeah, sure, um, sure. So hopefully someday I'll get to see some Night Court. Instead, I watched the episode of Thirty Rock with a cast yeah. of Night Court shows up. Nice, so good. That's a good one. Uh. So, anyways, uh, they save the day. They arrest Loki to face as Guardian Justice. As Guardian Justice. Uh, credits. The show is over. Uh, well, the World Security Council goes after well, Nick yeah. Fury a little bit, and, and they're they, like, they all get on all of their coolest cars to leave. Yes, that's they right. Only getting the coolest cars. Uh, Bruce Banner goes to live with Tony Stark. Yeah. I guess. And yeah. Stark yeah. He's, he's they're gonna like, finally do what we've all been waiting for. Uh, I was gonna say he's, he's like a double team pepper pots. Oh. oh, fucking chunk and the weird pirate mutant at the end of <laughs> Goonies. <laughs> Where he's just like, you live with me now. <laughs> and his parents are like, whoa, whoa, whoa! I have to take care of a NFL football sized human being, <laughs> right? Who only knows two words. Uh, I don't Three. have that much money for food. I don't know if you've noticed. They're taking all of our houses. Chunk. No, not anymore. We got jewels. Uh, the boat That's that right. your jewels are on are flying away <laughs> into the ocean. But Dad ripped up the contract, so that's legally we're in the clear. Yeah, yeah. Back in the old days when you could just eat a piece of paper and laws just dissolved <laughs> right there in your stomach. God damn it. Fuck that movie. <laughs> yeah, try going back to it. It's not good. That's what I'm saying. Ooh, yeah. Like As a kid, the ripping up of a contract is just like, oh yeah, of course. The problem solved. Everything's okay. But, like, as an adult, it's just like... You're like, who did they get to appraise that jewel? (laughs) (laughs) Did they take it to K? You gotta declare that on your taxes, dude. Also, do the Goonies get tried as adults in the murder of the Fratelli family? (laughs) Uh, Well, no, because there was an octopus, a mutant octopus that they were. No, it only depends. No, no, no. It only depends on what channel you watched it on. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. Now they take the death certificates and they just tear them up. And there's no murder. They're, in fact, they never existed yeah, legally. Yeah, right, they're just completely gone. Uh, so yeah. Holy shit! Josh Brolin was in that movie, and he's gonna play Thanos and Cable and Deadpool. It all connects, y'all. Yeah. Is the Goonies the real Avengers prequel? No, no. Please God, Let's no. actually never speak of it again. <laughs> So, uh, uh, the movie ends, there's some credits, we get their first, uh, the now expected post-credit scene, yeah. uh, where we have the Herald, the person who gave the Tesseract to Loki. Yeah, talking to Maud about how weird their relationship is. Yeah, Harold, Maud. Yeah, that's right. And then when he turns around, we see that his boss is none other than Thanos, the, the Mad, Mad Titan. Titan. Uh, and that was uh, when I was in the theater and that happened. Uh, I mean, I'm not. I'm. 
I can't say I didn't scream out loud like a excited little boy. Well, they had managed to keep the lid on it. Like, the, the build-up to this movie, they did not tell you who the bad guy was. Right. Right. You know, like, you knew Loki was in it, but, like, they didn't even show Shatari at all in any of the, like, trailers or anything like that. Until, like, the last trailer when yeah. they show, like, the war. Like, and it was, like, yeah. very blurry and very fast-paced. Yeah. Like, you couldn't really tell, and they were being very, like, cagey about it. So, like... The fact that Thanos is, like, turns out to be the ultimate bad guy was a genuine surprise. Sure, yeah. sure. And at the time, a goof up that Joss Whedon put in there for funsies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Followed then, by f- f- few everybody more eating shawarma. And everyone eating shawarma. Yep. It's real cute. They ate some shawarma. Yeah. And, uh, uh, Steve Rogers is real sweepy. Yeah, he's real tie-tie. Uh, Actually, most of them seem pretty disinterested. Yeah. Uh, I, I I I find this scene interesting because Thor is from another planet, like where Shawarma in theory does not exist. Like Cap might sure, but he's, he know he knows meat. He knows what meat is. Yeah, I mean, but Shawarma is a little more than that. Sure, sure. He didn't know what coffee was in the first Thor movie. Yeah, but he he knew it was a beverage that you drink <laughs> after seeing other humans do it. Sure. I guess what I'm saying, like, is if I went to a restaurant, like a Korean restaurant, and I had never been there before, and they put food on my table, I wouldn't. Oh God, what do I do with this? Do I put it in my ears? What is this weird food? Well, let me ask you this: What if you went to a restaurant on the moon and they did that? Did they? Put Put food on the table because I guess I could figure it out. It could be food. I mean, he makes a fair point because earlier your wife put down some red cheese and I just put a spoonful <laughs> of it in my hand and licked it. That's that's valid. That's absolutely true. Okay, you got me. You Friends, got me. This happened. I mean, at most, someone would have to explain. You put that in your belly, Thor. I just, I just would be interested to see what he thought of shawarma. That's all. Like the flavor profile. Sure. <laughs> yeah. It looked like it was in a pita pocket. Yeah, yeah, shawarma is generally served in a pita. Yeah. Or with yeah. pita on the side. Or so on you the can side, make your own. Make your own yeah. I usually see it more like a, like you get a, a what do you call it? You um, get rice, you get the meat, and then you get Yeah, like, like a fajita. Yeah. yeah. It's like it's all served separately yeah. and you put yes, it all together. You combine yourself. it yourself. You get like a lentil soup usually in a salad. It's usually like some tomatoes and cucumber. Yeah, and yeah, some yeah. Tahini. Some tahini, tahini. Some that delicious red sauce that yeah. they serve yeah. in a place yeah. like that. Yeah. But that, that that's just what they call it, red sauce. Red sauce. It's so good. I will say, like, I don't, I do not eat meat, uh, but I would love to carve some shawarma off that rotating the spike. Big stick. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, that's good. Like, stuff. God damn, that looks like fun. It looks yeah. so satisfying. Yeah. Or, or a gyro too. I I I carve a gyro like yeah. so good. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. All right, well that does it for Avengers. Yeah, now we I'm all have to again. we have to leave and go quit our jobs to work in a churrascura. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make the hummus! <laughs> uh, we'll be back in just a moment with bullet points. Pew pew! Bullet points! And our first bullet point is body counts. Body counts. John, what do you think the body count is of Avengers? Ooh, well, there's a huge full scale alien invasion of Manhattan. Mm-hmm. I assume we're saying the Shatari count as people. They absolutely do. A nuclear bomb goes off in their mothership. It really does. Yes, it does. I'm going to say. And it kills all of them everywhere. 25,000. Ooh, okay. Patrick. I'm going to go with more like 10,000. All right. Playing by prices, right rules. Whoever is the closest without going over, 
You both lost. Oh. No! The confirmed count is 1,012. <laughs> that's a really great still, confirmed count, Avengers. Still super high. Yeah, yeah I think that's the highest. Yeah. That that's we like have. the highest confirmed kill. Yeah. Especially ever after watching all those guys die in commando, and it only shakes out to like 85. Sure, right, right yeah. Because uh, we don't really see Alderan, Alderanians die. We just know they do. Yeah. Right. Uh, oh, but, they get it. Yeah. <laughs> don't be so sexual about it, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> I do when that ring comes out of the planet. Mm. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, that'll do it for body count. And that'll take us to our next bullet point. Beers. Ooh, I love beer. <laughs> Remember when we had the the really stupid idea of trying to pair a beer to each movie that we watched? Yeah, yeah, it was it was a pretty dumb. Hey, whatever yeah. happened to best montage? Do we still do that? We here? don't even get montages anymore. I mean, we had a pretty good clicking stuff run. Yeah, we had a couple one. good montages. Yeah, there's a lot of one. clickies and stuff and montages in this movie, but yeah. Uh, I think I think montages jump the shark with kickboxer. Yeah. Because that movie is ninety percent montage. Is montage all the time. Yeah. Uh, all right, so that takes us to our next bullet point: best kill. Best kill. John, best kill. Oh boy, uh, that's actually really tricky because there's a lot of absolutely some excellent quality ones. kills. Yeah. I'm gonna say if the giant space whales count as a kill, I really love when uh, they're doing that like big panning shot. Hulk jumps onto a giant space whale, rips off a piece of its armor, stabs it with it. To which Thor then like lightning charges his hammer and smashes it the rest of the way through, severing mm. its spinal cord. The old elephant it to just rider collapse. Rider. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. That's it's a good real one. Good. And it's like it's that. good. It's the good teamwork. It is. Yeah, he gives it the old uh, Thomas Edison putting an elephant down wow. with alternating current treatment. It's pretty great. Yeah. Also, fuck you, Tesla, I guess. Yeah, yep. right. Uh, Patrick, best kill. Uh, I'm going to take uh, right after Iron Man and Captain America have managed to get the uh, propeller going on the spaceship, on the uh, the space carrier. Uh, Iron Man is getting back aboard the ship and Bill Goldberg spears some poor <laughs> bastard like three rooms through that thing. That guy's internal bleeding must just be really severe. Yeah, he definitely, definitely yeah, dies. When no, he just got hit by a man-sized piece of lead that was used by rocket propulsion. Iron Man, Iron Man, you gotta stay on my chest, because as soon as you get up, <laughs> all the blood leaves my organs. <laughs> it's gone. I know I'm, I know I'm, don't bother getting help. I know I'm gonna die. I just want to hear some ACDC one last time. <laughs> just give it to me. <laughs> Okay, guys. I'm ready. <laughs> Living in the limelight with this. He played Rush instead. That yeah. was the problem. The guy dies listening to Rush. It's the saddest way to go as far yeah. as I'm concerned. I mean, it's true. But he was a villain. Or brainwashed, one of the two. <laughs> That's a good point. A lot of Loki's guys were probably just brainwashed yeah, and needlessly died. I mean, to be fair, all of the villains in Iron Man 3 are injured war veterans. <laughs> sure, but they're turned evil by experiments, I they guess. promises to regrow their lost limbs. <laughs> <laughs> their only crime is that it makes them explode. Ooh. Uh, Which sure. is not something they signed up for explicitly. True. But 
is a cute movie. God, it is. It is actually a real good movie. Yeah. I enjoy it in spite of itself in yes. a lot of areas. Um, and I'm one of the few people that will go to bat for the Mandarin twist. I, I think love it's awesome. the Mandarin twist. <laughs> I think it's so great. You uh, get not one but two brilliant Ben Kingsley performances in that movie. Yes, yeah. he's really great. Uh, Mark, best kill. Uh, I'm gonna go. There's during the uh, war at the end. There is a scene where the Hulk is just. Just clobbering Chitauri real bad. And he grabs one by the head and literally pops it like a grape. Yeah. Yeah. And when I say grape, I mean grape because purple goo comes shooting out from between his <laughs> fingers. It's a very satisfying squish. Yeah. I guess you could say the Hulk was having a grape time. Oh! He did a real grape job. Thanks, John. He's one of the grapest. At what he does, and what he does isn't great. So, next body count. No, wait, bullet point. Uh, Yeah, the next body count is two. (laughs) Uh, That'll take us to our next bullet point, and that is war crimes. (laughs) War crimes. Patrick. Tell me about some of the war crimes in Avengers. I'm going to have to take the unfortunate amount of face makeup that happens to Chris Evans in a couple of the scenes in this film. It is actually in the Geneva Convention that a prisoner of war cannot have an obstructed view of Chris Evans. <laughs> right. Of uh, Chris Evans. Yeah. It's, I feel like the reason they did that was to make it look like Cap can't grow a beard. Like, it's the same thing they do to Orlando Bloom in the Lord of the Rings movies. Oh, yeah. They cake him with makeup yeah. to hide whatever like beard he has as if to insinuate that he's so potent he doesn't grow hair anymore right, it yeah. stays inside and it's absorbed there's no waste on him <laughs> uh, which I'm glad that's something that they stopped doing because yeah. there's a couple close-ups of him that are super distracting do you think they maybe they to uh, uh, Scarlett Johansson a couple of times too there are places in the film where you're like that woman's skin is not that clear <laughs> nor I, is her skin yeah. that smooth like that's think- just not the way it is Maybe they just weren't expecting audiences to view it on such high-definition screens. Like how when you go back and watch The Third Man and that one dude's makeup is just, like, literally lines drawn yeah. onto his face. I, mean, I, I think guess at this point, 2012 yeah, I think at and high-def and Blu-ray already existed. I think at this point they're doing it because people are watching it in high-def. Yeah. Like, you don't want to let them see a blemish on this multi-million dollar actor. Right. <laughs> um... Ugh. Uh, John, war crimes. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take the nuclear missile that's launched at a civilian population. <laughs> Thank you, yes. That's... that's probably not allowed anymore. No, it is not. We did it twice. Oopsie. Yeah, it's never on our own soil, though. Sure. Yeah, but yeah. we've been trying to nuke ourselves for several movies now. That's true. That's valid. Yeah. yeah. Well, we kind of did it in the Sum of All Fears, so I guess... Well, somebody else technically nuked us That's in the true. Sum of All Fears. We're neo-Nazis. As opposed to Independence Day, where we just throw nukes all over Dallas. Yeah, yeah. but that was... No, it's Houston. It is Houston, you're That's right. That's right. Yeah. Clearly, the makers were not Rockets fans. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good one, John. That's an actual war crime. Thank you for picking an actual war crime for the first time in, like, four episodes. <laughs> uh, Mark... War crimes. Uh, I said thank you, so now I can pick a fake one. Yeah, well. I mean, I mean uh, come on, <laughs> let's do it. No, uh, space my, weapons. My war crime is the Avengers themselves. Sure. They are an unsanctioned group of 
enhanced fighters. I mean, this is all laid out in Captain America's Civil War. Like, these people have no oversight. Sure. Tony Stark specifically says, we are not soldiers. Tony yeah. Stark has uh, turned the government down when they tried to take his Iron Man armor from him. Yeah, but that was Gary Shandling trying to do it, and it's hard to say yes to that guy. Sure, and eventually he did try to be a Hydra agent, Uh so that makes sense. But yeah, like just the fact that there are these incredibly powered people uh, that operate with zero oversight and and destroy billions of dollars in property. And then when some poor company decides to come help clean it up, they get shit-canned by the Department of Damage Control, and then you get a vulture happening. And that's another war crime. Bonus war crime. They make a vulture. They make a vulture, and they make uh, Baron uh, Baron Zemo. Yeah, that's right. By dropping Sokovia on itself. Yeah. Well, I was just talking about things that directly result from Avengers 1. Sure. I mean, you could argue that Ultron was a direct response to the global threats that they were facing in Avengers 1. Correct. All right, fine. Also, everything you just said is in support of Senator What's-His-Name that nobody likes that creates the Sentinels to go after the X-Men. Oh, Senator Kelly. Yeah, Senator Kelly. From the X-Men cartoons. Uh, I guess what we're all trying to say here is... uh, We're in favor of superhuman registration. (laughs) I was going to say God loves, man kills. Oh, nice. All right. E is for extinction. What's that? Age of apoc- Apocalypse. Oh. The one where Kitty Pride marries Colossus. Oh, oh okay, cute. the comic book. Clearly not the movie. <laughs> Do you know they haven't gotten there yet. I mean, I mean, I fell asleep during Age of Apocalypse, so maybe that happened. I don't know. Oh, believe me, it doesn't. Yeah. Uh, no. Let me explain to you how that movie works. It doesn't. Problem solved. <laughs> we did it. All right. Perfect. Nice. It's pretty bad. Uh, so that'll move us to our final bullet point. Is this an action movie? Is this an action movie? Patrick, is this an action movie? Yeah, this is an action movie. They thankfully do not waste a lot of time on trying to tell me stuff. <laughs> John, is this an action movie? Yeah. Bad guys have cube. Good guys go get cube back. Thanks, movie. I wish that was the, like, Netflix <laughs> Or, like, that's the tagline on the poster. Yeah. Bad, Bad guys, guys have cube. cube. Good guys take cube. <laughs> Thanks, movie. <laughs> uh, Mark, is this an action movie? Of course it is. Uh, yeah, it's definitely an action movie. Like Patrick said, there's not a lot of jibber-jabber. Mm. They kind of, like, get to the punching as quickly as they can. Yeah. And the explosions and the... There's some knifing and there's some mm-hmm. bows and arrowing. There's some kicking. Yeah, kicking. And flipping. And some screaming. And some hugging and kissing and uh, and guys, it's a tough one. I, I don't want to spoil the loving mood, but the everybody was kung fu fighting Ooh, in this movie. They were fast as lightning. That's true, and it they was, were all cats. <laughs> <laughs> that's not my memory of it. No, that's why these movies continue to go on for decades. It's because they were all cats. <laughs> These movies will never close. Guys, Mark, go guys. back and rewatch the movie and look really closely and you'll see that right. those are all cats. Let me ask you this. Who stars in Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber's Avengers? Uh, nobody. 
Patrick? Ooh, Alan Cumming plays everybody. Thank you. I would fucking see that. Of course you would. Thanks for playing around with my sweet bit, Patrick. No problem, man. Uh, I love referencing Alan Cumming. (laughs) I love his... You like referencing Alan Cumming because his last name is Cumming, right? Yes. He's got a cologne called Cumming, and he's got a body lotion called Cumming All Over. (laughs) That man is a a worldwide treasure. He is the best of us. There's, I mean, as a person who's the only comic book character that I really had an affinity for growing up was Nightcrawler, and to have Alan coming play Nightcrawler pleased the shit out of me. I just, I think I like, Alan, yes. we need to, like, encase him in gold and send him on the next Voyager satellite. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, come like to Earth. Rec- We're full of Alan Cummings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just send his, ship him out with, like, the gold record of, like, Chuck Berry song yeah, right. next time. Right. Yeah, right. What, what, now... We sent out a record of Chuck Berry songs, like mm-hmm. on on like the Voyager or whatever. What would we send out now? Now whose music will we send out? Oh God, I don't want to answer that question. I don't know, probably fucking mountain goats or some oh, shit. God, <laughs> the fact that there's a chance that Ed Sheeran would be on it would just duh. Oh, I'm sorry, the singing boy from that episode of Game of Thrones? Yeah, no, the weird ginger guy that plays a guitar. That's the same guy. Oh, that can't Are be Are we right. sure it won't be Senator Kid Rock? <laughs> <laughs> He's a real McCoy. <laughs> oh, oh, no. He headed out west, suckers, to be a cowboy. Boy, that Baby. was such a confluence of bad rap, bad hip-hop, bad rock, and, like, a northerner appropriating Texan culture. That man was just the Bush era, yeah, the person. Nah. He was the early aughts in human form. Yeah, I mean, remember his very first song was I Am the Bull God, yeah. whatever that means. <laughs> whatever the fuck that means. Then his second song was Ba with the Ba. Guys, bang to bang. I'm sorry, the answer to this question has been right under our noses the whole time. What very important record does the Justice Department currently have sole custody over? Oh, no. The Wu-Tang! <laughs> That's right. Ever since Martin Shkreli was sent to federal prison, right now, Jeff Sessions has his hand on the single Wu-Tang album Once Upon a Time in Shaolin. Hey, man. And what a shitty dick pack. Power move would it be for him to put it on a goddamn spaceship <laughs> and just send it off? Oh man! Oh, good stuff. Well, that is the end of this episode of Body Counts and Beer. I am Mark Rosenthal. I am Patrick Bromley. Wait, I'm wrong. Final reviews of the Avengers. <laughs> oh shit! Sink, 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 sink. Record scratch. Uh, Patrick, final review of the Avengers. I am Patrick Bromley. John, final review of The Avengers. We're out of cheese. Mark, final review of The Avengers. Good night? Is good movie. It's real good. Alright, Mark Rosendahl. <laughs> Magic Bromley. Still out of cheese. I'm leaving. Yeah, no, it was really good red cheese. I got some on my pants, people. <laughs> Body counts and beer is Patrick, quickening Bromley. John, waiting in the wings, Rooney. And Mark, a new world Rosendahl. Please subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever fine podcasts are purveyed, and leave us a rating or a review. You can like us on Facebook, you can follow us on Twitter at BodyCountCast, or you can email us at BodyCountsAndBeer at gmail.com.